0: Amen. Good word. You know, I was uh, telling Robert before service, one of the things I said to him, I said, you know, God does not need perfect people. If he did, you know what? None of us would qualify. All he needs is people that are willing. He does the equipping. And the Bible says we're changed from glory to glory. So that means as we progress through life, we get better and better and better as we age. Amen. We get better. And if we're not, we need to work on our relationship with the Lord. You know, that last song there, you know, I'm not sure if you noticed on the screen that Rowdy and Robert wrote that song. You know, that's a cry of a heart. Lord, we want to be like Jesus. Well, how was Jesus? What did he do? He lived a yielded life. The Word of God says that he stripped himself of his glory when he came down to earth. The things that he did in this earth, he did not do because he was the son of God, because he was Jesus. No, he did them because he was yielded to the anointing. He was filled with the Holy Ghost, and he listened and obeyed the Holy Ghost. Jesus, you know, he performed all these great, mighty miracles, and we look like, wow, look what he did. That blind person was healed. You know what Jesus said? He said, the works that I do, you will do also, and greater works than these. That's to us, to me, to you, to us in this room. Greater works than what Jesus did. He raised people from the dead. You know, he was bold, but you know what? He listened to the Father. He said, the works that I do, they're not of myself, but they're what I see the Father do. No, he was an imitator of the Father. If we want to do the works of Jesus, the disciples of the early church, they caught on to this. They learned that Jesus did what the Father told him to do. And they learned the same thing. If we listen to the Spirit that's within us, we will do the exact same things. We can expect the miraculous to happen. Why because we're filled with the Holy Ghost. The Bible says that we have the greater one. Well, where is he? He's inside of us. You know, you think about the presence of God in the Old Testament. You know, they they carried the presence of God in the ark. The presence of God cannot dwell inside a man at that time because he was not born again until Jesus had shed his blood. But the power of God resided in that ark, and there was power there. When they marched off to war, they carried that presence of God before them. They looked to him to fight their battles for them. That presence of God that burned like a fire at night, that was a pillar of cloud in the day, that flattened the walls of Jericho that actually judged sin. You know, when the Israelites lost that ark and, you know, the Philistines took it and took it over to their city and they put it up in their temple, what happened? Well, their idols fell down. They bowed before the power of God. But it brought judgment. They had mice and they had hemorrhoids and they had tumors. They had all kinds of issues. Why? It was because of the the power of God. The power of God judged sin. But in the life of the righteous, it brings glory. It brings blessing. You remember back in the Old Testament when they were bringing the ark into the city of Jerusalem. And as they were bringing it in, of course, they were not obeying the Lord. And they put this cart on a cart pulled by oxen. They were not supposed to carry the ark that way. And the ark was starting to probably bounce out of the cart. It's probably a rough road. The priest would I not mean, touch the ark to try to study it. He fell over dead. Why? Because he didn't do it God's way. It brought judgment. We have to do things his way. So they were afraid to bring the ark into the city. So they brought it into this man's house. This man must have really feared the Lord because you know what happened in his house? It didn't bring judgment. It brought blessing and increase, and prosperity. Why? Because he loved the Lord. That power is inside of each and every one of us. Inside of us, inside of me, inside of you, inside of our home. It should bring blessing and increase and glory, and those around us should see it. Why? Because of us? No, it's because of him. Let's pray, and then we'll get on to our message. (laughs) Father, we thank you so much. Lord, you are such a good God to us. Lord, we thank you, Lord, that you have given us the greater one, the Holy Spirit, to live and to dwell inside of us. So, Lord, nothing that comes up against us will prosper, but those things will be defeated as we yield to you. Show us how to yield to you and yield to your word, to do things your way. Lord, we know when we do things our way, we we mess up. We can't do it have our own plans. Our own thoughts are foolishness to you, but Lord, we look to you. And Lord, we know that when we look to you and we obey you, that there is increase, there is blessing. Your glory is shown. And Lord, just like the saints of old that when they were called Christians as being a mockery, Lord, they were anointed of your spirit. And they looked, they acted just like Jesus did. Lord, help us to do that. Help us to act like Jesus acted, to walk like Jesus walked, and to give you the glory for all things. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. What a mighty God we serve. You know, if you weren't here last week, I encourage you to listen. Messages online. We talked about calling things that be not as though they were. Talking about faith. Faith. And I realized after last week, you know, that there needs to be more on this. Last week is not enough. Just barely touches on it. It's so important to talk about faith. To understand faith. I see Robert smiling there because they're actually studying faith right now in their Rhema studies. But it's so important. We need it as a foundation. You know, just because you hear one thing one time doesn't mean that you know it all. The Bible says we're to be careful how we hear. That means that we all, when we come to church and somebody's preaching or talking about something, that we go, oh, we've heard that a million times, know everything all about it. A lot of times we close ourselves off when we do that. We can't. We need to be open to receive. Why? Because is it man that's your teacher? No, it's the Holy Spirit. He'll reveal things to you if you're open to him. I like to look at it as like a great big feast. And you have all this food on the table. You don't say, oh, I've had steak before, so I don't want that. I already know what it tastes like. No, we consume it. Why? Because it's good, and it's important, and we need it. These things that are the basics are so important to us as part of our foundation. You know, we watch on TV, you know, I don't, I'm not really a sports fan, so I don't watch a lot of sports, but these football players, what do they do? Do they spend, their, what do they spend their time practicing? Basics. The basics. <clears throat> if you learn the basics well, you will be successful. It's all about the basics. They practice throwing the ball. They practice catching. Why? Because the basics are important. As, same thing as believers. We need to know the basics. We don't need to be running off to hear things that might tickle our ears and try to run off after the newest teaching. Let's go to the basics. If we do the basics and do them well, we'll know what's the truth. We'll know what's not. You know, as a young kid, I thought, you know, I had to study, you know, what some of these, you know, cults taught so I would know what's wrong. But no, that's not true. If you spend your time studying the Word, finding out what the Word says when something that is false or incorrect comes up to you, you're going to know it right away. Amen. That's right. Amen. Focus on the basics, focus on the Word. He gave us this Word. Because we need it. Spend time in it. Spend time reading it. Listen to Him. You know the Word is God's voice speaking to us? It is. It's written down, His words that were written down for us. If we hear something, you know, in the realm of the Spirit, if somebody prophesies something to us, if it doesn't line up with the Word, it's not lining up with what God said to us. Throw it out has to line up with the word. It's getting back to basics. We're going to talk this week about imitating our father. That's what Jesus did. I only do what I see my father doing, imitating. Have you ever seen a young child? And those of you who've had young children know and understand this, what do they do? They try to act like you. The little girls, they want to put on the makeup. They want to put on mama's high heels. They want to act just like her. Little boys want to act just like their daddies. Their daddies are their superheroes. Remember this, dads. Your children are looking up to you. Set an example that you want them to follow after. I believe God put this in them to learn to imitate. Because when we get to know that our true Father, who He is. We want to be like Him. What do we do? We imitate what He does. We are supposed to imitate Him. We are called to that. Book of Genesis, chapter 1, verse 26. The Word says, And God said, Let us make man in our image and after our likeness. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. First thing he said, he wants us to be made, or he made us in his image and in his likeness. That means that we look like him. We do. If you want not know how God looks, he looks like us. Two arms, two legs. We're made in his image. We're made to look like him were made to be like him that word is means a replica now a true replica is something that functions and operates just like the original product so if you have an old black powder rifle that was made as a replica of something that they was made you know 100 200 years ago it should work and function just like the original We are made to be replicas of God. We are to look, we're to act, we're to function like he does, we're to be like him. He's created us to be that way. And what's the first thing that God did? He gave man dominion. You know that word dominion is like a king with a kingdom. He gave him authority, he gave him rule over what? over all the earth not just some of it but over all of it he gave man this he gave this to us god's not a usurper he's not an indian giver he didn't give it to us just so he could take it back he's not like that he gave it to us so guess what it's our responsibility the things that happen on this earth that's why jesus said you know i have the keys of the kingdom well how did he get them well first of all we know that man fell to sin and satan became man's lord and satan if you read to the bible you see that he is a ruler he is a god of this world that's true people don't like to think about it they say well god's in god's in control no sorry the things in this earth Satan has authority over it right now, but as believers, we have been delivered from his kingdom. Jesus whipped Satan. Jesus has the keys of the kingdom, all authority. And guess what he did? He turned around and he gave it to us. He gave it back to us. We have authority. Satan has no authority in your life unless you let him. That's true. That's the word. If you don't believe me, go to the word, study it out for yourself. You'll find the truth that's in the word. It says we've been given dominion over the fish of the sea, the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. You no, know, you have authority over creeps. not good to know? <laughs> Genesis chapter 2. Verse 7. Yes, yeah, so sometimes you do. You have to be bold. <laughs> and, and you know what? You don't speak nicely to, you know, even devils and demons. You don't. You take authority. Amen. You know, even, even dogs know that. And you talk to your dog, oh, go home, go home. You know what? They're not going to listen to you because you're talking to them nicely. You have to stomp your foot sometimes and think, get out of here. And you do that with the devil. He will recognize that authority. You have to be bold. And why do we get that boldness? Where do we get it from? From Jesus. It's not because of who we are. It's not because we've done something great. Because in and of ourselves, we haven't. He gave it to us. He has made us worthy. And, you know, I've heard people talk about that word worthy. Oh, I'm so unworthy. I can't get healed. Look at all these things I've done. You know, I don't like to hear that word because he has made us worthy. He has made us righteous. And if you mess up, guess what? 1 John 1 9. We go and confess our sins. And he cleanses us from all unrighteousness. That means we're restored. We have righteousness. Amen. Genesis 2 7 says, And the Lord God formed a man of the dust of the ground, and he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. If you go back to the original Greek, I had this book. It's called the Shemash. And I believe it was the first five books. And it was actually written in Hebrew. Of course, I could not read it, but it had the translation next to it. And they had, you know, uh, different comments from the priests. And it said about this particular word that it, man became a living speaking spirit. The Bible says that he breathed into man the breath of life. It's like us when we go, that's our breath. God did that to us. He imparted of himself into man, and man lived. You know, man has tried to do many things. They've taken... You know, like a a grain of wheat, and they can reproduce something that that looks like it has all the same components, but they put it in the ground, what does it do? It rots. It won't grow. Why? Because it does not have the life in it. God imparted his life into us. He imparted of himself. That's why man is an eternal spirit. When your body dies, you don't die. You're going to live forever, forever, whether it's going to be in heaven or if it's in hell. And we call that death because that's separation from God. Because God is life. He breathed into himself or into us of his spirit. He imparted of his spirit into man. Created in his image. and in his likeness. Hebrews 4.12 says, For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. The word of God. You know, we that's in the King James. And you know what? We lose meaning sometimes. It pays to sometimes do a word study and find out what it means. That word quick means living. The word of God is living. It's alive. It's God-breathed. It's God-inspired. That's why these words in our Bible is the word of life. It's God-breathed. It's a living word. That living word brings life. We need to make sure that we are speaking His words, because when we speak His words, we are speaking life. that God created us to be like him. What did God do? In the beginning, go back to the very beginning, in the book of Genesis, we see God spoke and things happened. We are created to be just like him. We are created to be speaking spirits that speak and things happen. God gave Adam rule over the earth Adam was supposed to speak to things in this earth and things would happen he gave that to Adam see it's now our responsibility it's given to us Ephesians 5 1 says that we're to be imitators of God that means we're to do things just like he does we're to do things just like Jesus did things. Do you know when Jesus walked the earth? That when somebody was sick, did he go and, oh Father, Lord, you do something about it? No, he took authority over things. He spoke to things. He spoke to blind eyes, commanded them to see. We're to do it just like that. I think sometimes we get messed up and then we'll just we we'll go pray, Lord, you do something about it. He already's done everything about it, he's gonna do. He's already paid the price. He's given us the authority. He's told us what to do to be imitators of him. Look it up. Find out. go, go Go through the Gospels. See what Jesus did, how he ministered. We're supposed to do the same way. We're to be imitators of him. The Bible tells us, In the book of Romans, it says that the just, the righteous, shall live by faith. We know that faith is believing God, believing that his word is true. Speaking it out, because faith has a voice. Faith says something. What you believe is what you're speaking A lot of times people, you know, they they like to believe what the doctors told them. They like to believe all this garbage they hear in the world. Oh, I've got stage 3 cancer. I'm going to die. I have six months left. Well, if you keep speaking that, we'll be planting in six months. We need to speak what the Word of God says. The only way we can obtain and have and walk in the blessings of God is to speak His Word. That's what Jesus did. I only do what I see my father doing. I only say what I hear him say. There's a lot of times we just need to shut our mouths and not open it again to find out what the word says and then speak out what the word says. The Lord says, I am the healed. I am the whole. Amen. Amen. You know, it's kind of funny, you know, Donna's not feeling well today. She's been fighting this bug, but people are funny sometimes. They get really afraid of getting around somebody that has a flu bug or something else. Afraid that, oh, if I get close to that, I'm going to get sick. I have a brother-in-law who's like that. Every time he got around somebody that had the flu or whatever it was, oh, I'm going to catch it. He'd get a little tickle in his throat. Oh, I'm, I'm getting sick. I'm gonna be sick. You know what? He lived with us for a while, on and off. You know, we lived on the coast. It happened as the way he said it was, and he'd get sick all the time. <laughs> yes, and and so t- he watched us because he thought, you know, th- these guys are kind of strange. In fact, one time he called me a whitewashed sepulture one time because he did not know and understand the things that we taught and believed. He, he called me a whitewashed sepulcher. <laughs> sepulcher, so, which sepulcher. is a grave. Yeah, gravestone. gravestone. But we believed the word and we'd speak the word. And we had accounts that we'd actually have to go maintain. And we were mowing lawns. We had 75, 80 lawns a week that we were mowing. And so you have to get out there if it rains or shines. So we'd learn that Jesus, because he spoke to the weather and the weather obeyed him, that we could do the same thing, that we could speak to the weather and it would also obey us. So I would tell him in the morning because it would sometimes be rain. We got up and I said, oh, it's going to dry up and it's going to stay nice until I get all my work done today. And he thought we were kind of strange at first until he started really noticing the pattern. And sometimes he'd give me a call did you just finish working? Yeah. <laughs> it because it started raining. Why? Because our words have power. We've been given place. We've been given authority. So getting back to people being sick, you know, if, if you're sick, you know, the place you need to be is a place where the power of God is. Come to church anyways. Jesus, he wasn't afraid of that. He wasn't afraid of getting sick. Remember when Jesus, after he finished up, I forget what they were doing in this particular incident, but he went over with Peter and some of the others, and they went to Peter's house. And Peter's mother-in-law was there, and she was very sick, and she had a fever. Did Jesus say, oh, sorry, I can't come in there. I might get sick. No. No. He practiced the word. He believed that he, like us, we believe the word that we don't have to be sick. That price has been paid. What did Jesus, what did Jesus do? Did he go up and you go, all this us pray, God, we beg you, do something, fix her, heal her. You are he spoke to that fever and he said, Fever, leave in the name of Jesus. The fever obeyed. We're to be imitators of him. We have that same authority. It's been given to us. It belongs to us. It's part of our weaponry. We need to learn how to use it. We need to practice. We need to practice. You know they say the man that has one weapon uses every, or, or, or one tool uses it for everything. If you have a screwdriver you see people like this they try to use a screwdriver as a hammer and everything else it doesn't work that way you use it for the way it was meant that's the same thing with the word of god with believing god if we use it how it's supposed to be used guess what it's going to work every single time you can't take a hammer and try to use it as a screwdriver and never work that's what we do sometimes we try to i have this tool i know how to pray so i'm just going to pray it doesn't always work right No, we're supposed to speak to things, and things will change. Things will happen. The Bible says, you know, Jesus told us to have, again, the King James says, have faith in God. That literally means to have the God kind of faith. The God kind of faith speaks. The Bible tells us that the worlds were framed by faith through the spoken word of God. We frame our world, too, by the words that we speak, whether they be the words of God or the words of the enemy. Yes, we do have an enemy. And yes, we have, he'll plant thoughts in us. Just because we have a thought doesn't mean we should open our mouth and spill it out. Line it up with the word. Always go back to the word. Line it up with the word. We have to understand we live in a world that was created by faith. Faith is the foundations of this world. The word says now abides faith, hope, and love. These three. That means we're living. It's not dead. It's living. You know, I've been in churches before. People say, "Oh, we don't want to hear that faith stuff." That's of the past. God is through. God is doing a new thing. No. Faith always has been since the foundation of this world, this world was created by it, and always will be until the day that we're taken up into glory. We serve a faith God. We are should be faith people. It is impossible to please Him without faith. You know that the gifts of the Spirit even... This is one of the reasons why we're teaching on this. Foundation, foundation, foundation. The gifts of the Spirit work by faith. The Bible tells us that. It says, he that works miracles among you, he does it how? By faith. Knowing that if he obeys the Spirit, that that God is going to perform. Amen. That's how the early disciples, they turned the world, they said, turn it right side ups, I like to say. Why? Because they believed God. They were bold. They acted upon what the Spirit of God told them. They did not have the written word like we do. They had a few of the letters after a while that started circulating, which are now our epistles. They had some of those, but they had to rely heavily on the Spirit. We need to learn to do the same thing. We need to learn to live our lives relying on the Holy Spirit can't forget the word. The word is the basis of it all. Why? Because it's God's word. It's our foundation. We've been given it for a reason. We have to believe it. We must believe it. Faith is so important that, you know, if you did not even have faith, you couldn't be saved. Simple as that. Word of God tells us in Ephesians, For by grace are you saved through what? Grace. Through good works? No. Through righteousness? No, through faith. Because what would you believe in? What would be to be saved? Yes, we have to believe in His Word. So everything we have, everything we receive, is through faith in God, faith in His Word, faith that His Word is true. He's a performer of His Word. The Bible tells us that it's through, what again, faith and patience that we inherit the promises. What does that mean, faith and patience? You know, we, we want everything right away. We're in an instant society. We have microwaves. We want our, our soup instantly hot. We open up the can, dump it in, and put it in the microwave. Within 30 seconds, we're eating. That's the type of society we, we have. We want everything instantly. But you know what? Not everything in life is instant. Things take time. Our growth in him, our maturity in him, takes time. The Bible says that, you know, a day is as a thousand years. So what might be a day for God, it might be a thousand years for us. Things seem to drag on and take forever and ever. It, sometimes for us, it might take us maybe a few weeks, a few months, sometimes a few years to receive something that we're believing for, but for God, it's just like that. There is no time at all for Him. It's through faith and patience. The Bible says that we fight the good fight of faith. Why is it called a fight of faith? because it takes time, it's not necessarily easy. When you're struggling with symptoms in your body, and all you can see is these symptoms, and you go, well, the Word of God says I'm healed, but you know what, I sure don't feel like it. It's not based upon how we feel. We learned that from our father Abraham. He was not moved by how old he was, or that they were past the age of what we naturally call fertility anymore. Sarah wasn't able to conceive, and he was not able anymore. They looked beyond that. They looked to the promises of God. So many times we look to the things that we see, that we feel, that we smell, that we touch with our natural senses. And we get so focused on that that we don't focus on God's word. We must be like Abraham. We believe the word of God no matter what. So even if you're sitting there say, uh, kneeling before the porcelain Buddha, heaving your guts out, wipe off your face when you're done and say, I am healed. I am whole, don't declare I am sick. Declare what the word says. I'm not saying to deny it because it's true. And sometimes he needs to take care of your body a little bit. Maybe you're running yourself too hard, running yourself too ragged. We need to take care of our bodies. It's like any other machine. It wears out. It needs time to rest. and needs proper food and nutrition. We have to make sure that we're doing that too. When I was in Bible school, one of the things they always would say that the natural and the supernatural put together make a dynamic force for God. What does that mean? Do everything you can in the natural, but believe God also. Eat right. Take your vitamins. If you're having symptoms in your body, rest. Take your medicine. Be led of the Lord. There's a lot of stuff out there that, you know, they advertise all this garbage on TV. Look at all the symptoms, you know. Oh, you should talk to your doctor, see if you should be taking this because because maybe your little toe hurts or something, but it might give you cancer, it might kill you, it might make you insane or make you want to commit suicide. It's like a lot of that stuff you don't want to take. If you're not feeling well, though, you can take something for your headache. Take some ibuprofen. You know why? Sometimes if you deal with the symptoms, it can actually put you in a state where you're not focusing so much on that and you can focus on what the word says. Because we want to make sure that we stay in line with his word. You know, most of what I preach, Aaron, I'm way off my notes, but that's okay. It, it really is because we want to be yielded to him. You know, we say that, Lord, have your way. Well, that means we can't stick to our pre-planned schedule and do things the way we think is always going to be done. Sometimes God allows us to do that, and that's great, and that's fine. Sometimes God wants to do something else, and that's okay. So we'll just do it God's way. So I'll pick up on this next, again next time I speak. Because next week, Pastor Mark's going to be speaking. He's he is excited, I'm excited, too. I, I don't know what he's speaking about. <laughs> I, I, I do know this that he's speaking on the Word of God. Amen. Amen. So we're going to wrap this up and uh, pray. If you're encountering something in your body this week, speak the Word of God over it. Yes. Speak His Word. Speak His promises. That's what Jesus did. He imitated the Father. We need to be the same way, speaking. The promises of God, declare in the promises of God. Word of God says, "Decree a thing, and it shall be so." It doesn't say it might happen. No, the things that you have in your life now are probably because of things that you've spoken in the past. There's some things sometimes that we need to <clears throat> change how we're speaking and pray for a crop failure because sometimes there's a lot of seed we put in the ground. That's not good, and we don't want to harvest on that. So. St- Speak the word, speak his truth, declare his promises. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you so much for your goodness to us. Lord, we thank you for your word. Lord, your word is truth. And Lord, you said that even though this world will pass away, that not one jot, not one little tittle, no part of your word is going to pass away, but it will remain forever. And Lord, we look to your word as a truth, as a foundation, as a final answer for everything in our life. Holy Spirit, we ask you to reveal the word to us. Teach us, show us. Show us how to do the works of Jesus. Show us how to live as the early disciples did. Show us how to change our world for your glory, the way you would have it to be. Show us how to speak over our lives, over our families, over our communities. That we're speaking and declaring that you are Lord. Declaring your word. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Be blessed. I know, like I said, you know, Pastor Donna's not been feeling well. So I'm going to be taking her home. She needs rest in her body, so we are we are not going to be there. But I hope all of you show up. Pastor Mark's gonna be there. A lot of other people are gonna be there. Enjoy. Be well, Donna. Yes, enjoy your fellowship together because you know we need it. We need fellowship with other believers. We go out in the world for the rest of the week. Who do we rub shoulders with? Not over 90% of the people we rub shoulders with are not even believers. It's good to rub shoulders with other people who are of like faith. Part of your own company. Be blessed. We love you guys. See you next week. Be healed. We invite you to visit us at 10 a.m. on Sundays at 2015 Northwest Highland Avenue, Grants Pass, Oregon, 97526. You can find us or contact us on Facebook under High Rock Church. If you would like to give into this ministry, you may do so by going to highrockchurchgp.org and click on online giving. We are so happy you were able to join us today.